0: Welcome back to From My Home to Yours. I'm Matt. I'm Bernadine. And we're back again for a more relaxed episode eight, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. We're feeling relaxed, that's for sure.
0: Definitely. A bit of time away from the logistics of trying to make a move happen. And it uh, might have been my birthday too, which gave us a bit of time to relax as well.
1: It may just have been his birthday. Yes. Quite possibly.
0: Yeah, we're not saying dates, because we recorded this weeks ago, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, exactly, yeah. No, this could could have actually been recorded sometime in the past, or potentially sometime in the future. We may be time travellers.
0: We probably recorded this before the time of recording, right?
1: Absolutely, there's no question about it. We are time-travelling trapeze artists.
0: Sure. (laughs) That's how we know the lifestyle so well.
1: Actually, I'm going to create a caveat. We are tea-drinking, time-travelling, Trapeze artists. Lots of teas in there. And we are, as usual, drinking up a cup of tea. Yes. What are you imbibing today, Matthew?
0: Well, I'm on the pucker again, and this time it's a ginseng matcha green.
1: You are somehow. health, you are wellness.
0: Well, I may be very dry mouth, so if you hear lip smacks towards the end of the episode, that will be why.
1: Your body's a temple. <laughs> and
0: green tea dehydrates you like coffee. <laughs>
1: And I am also on a buck of tea this week. I am having a revitalize organic bio tea, which is a burst of warming cinnamon, cardamom, and ginger. Mmm. So good. Well, really, the reason why I'm drinking non tea tea is because I've drank so much tea already today that if I have any more, it will cause problems for my sleep tonight. No question.
0: Oh well. We'll have to stay up late and
1: party.
0: Enjoy the RTE player. And all that has to offer.
1: All the wonderful things that are included on that excellent resource. Mm. But we do have some shout outs. Yes. You're going to start us off, Matthew.
0: Yes. Now, there's a shout out that's been long, long awaited because this person has been supportive of the podcast even before its inception. Um, I've got a feeling she may have even suggested that we do one, Uh, of course, after we had decided ourselves that we would. Um, This is Sarah. And I don't think she'd mind me saying Sarah Nichols who is uh, also the host of an equine conversation talking about positive behavioural reinforcement with horses. And, yeah, she's been following along with our journey quite a bit and making her sentiments known with me and you, it seems. I get questions about food and what we enjoy and don't, and you get questions about hair (laughs) colour. True. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I do have an unusual hair colour situation going on. I'm not going to reveal anything more than that, but Sarah was interested to understand how this particular hair setup came about and I gave her some insight.
0: It's all self-empowerment. Absolutely. Anyone would be jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) Definitely. Um, So Sarah, yeah, we we really appreciate you listening and make sure you keep doing and letting us know what good stuff we're doing and not. And if you would like to hear stuff from Sarah Nichols, runs that excellent podcast I mentioned, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, Now, Sylvia, someone who got a shout out on a previous episode, has been emailing madly, because apparently we're part of her regular weekly commute. Um, Though this time she got in touch to, to mention that the last few episodes that we talked about inspiring the emotional feelings in people did so for her as well, but apparently she elected to... Worked from home. On a particular day, she listened just in case, lest she be caught weeping on corner of Spencer and Burke Street before <laughs> getting into the office. <laughs>
1: Poor Sylvia, bless you, Sylvia.
0: Yeah, but we do appreciate that kind of feedback as well, knowing that it hit them, hit people right in the feels, even if they don't want to feel feelings at that stage. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's lovely to think that you know, just I guess our our lives, our normal lives, just as we're living them, are having. Um, an impact on other people that I haven't even met and, and that, you know, through work. But yeah, it's mm. nice to think that yeah, people are on the journey with us, which is what we really wanted from the outset.
0: Yes. And another one that kind of came out of the woodwork this week while we were away for my birthday was Jennifer. We got in touch via email. She's currently, she's Irish with her Austrian-Australian husband or partner living in Adelaide. And looking to make the move to the west of Ireland at later this year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we haven't responded to that email yet, but we will do. And uh, wishing them all the best and hopefully we can help them, you yeah. know, find out a little bit more.
1: Please, Scott. And best of luck, Jennifer. We know, we know what it's like, but at this point, it's definitely worth all the lead up, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah. And you're and, thinking about it at the right time as well.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, and keep in touch if there's anything we can do to support or give advice or just generally and thank you for listening and I've got a couple of shout outs as well Um, Fiona who is a friend actually of both of ours uh, and who has been listening and she's actually recently been catching up on a few different episodes um, thanks to school holidays coming at this time and mm-hmm. she's been wonderful sending really gorgeous messages and asking questions and again talking about feeling the feelings and uh, sharing the emotions as the episodes have been rolling through. So uh, we really appreciate you, Fiona, and thank you so much for being in touch. I um, also want to mention Lou, who is a friend of mine from many, many, many years ago. Uh, myself and Lou uh, worked together in, when I had a past life working in television. And uh, we spent many hours in her car, travelling the length and breadth of Ireland to make the TV show we were making. Um, but Lou is awesome at keeping in touch through the Instagram page, and she's very keen to see our posts and to like our posts. So thank you so much, Lou. It's great to have you on board. And Maddie, who is uh, one of my workmates from Australia, uh, has indicated that she wants, she wants merch. And the merch that she <laughs> suggested is she wants a line of bumper stickers, which say, drive it like you're late for mass. Uh, she would also like the word hun. <laughs> Added in at the end. So drive it like you're late for mass, hun. Um, <laughs> and so Maddie wanting merch has le- led myself and Matthew to have a bit of a conversation about <laughs> other potential merch ideas that we could have. So we were saying we could have a line of candles, uh, which we could very aptly name, like the f***ing candle, candles. And then we were thinking, well, obviously teas. So we drink tea pretty much every podcast. Well, there is an aberration every now yeah. and again. Um, yeah. So maybe spill the tea, teas. Uh, so let us know what you're thinking thinking about from my home to yours. Merch, how do you feel?
0: i well, more so that if you if you'd buy it because we'd love to have something branded for people to drink. Yeah. Or you know light on fire as they listen to the podcast.
1: <laughs> are you a pyromaniac? Are you a tasologist? <laughs> Which side are you on? Are you both? Are you a pyromaniac tasologist? Either way, we're keen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, in all seriousness, we'll. We'll see what we can make work. The the only logistical thing with that is making sure it's available to everyone who is engaging with the podcast, being in Ireland or in Australia, which was where the majority of you are at the moment. uh, It's just uh, a little bit hard to make something like that work with certain companies. But look, we'll we'll knock on some doors and see what we can make happen.
1: And also Ireland and Australia are our key areas of listenership. But as we found out yesterday, Matthew, we are number three on Travel and Places Podcasts in Peru. So remember we shouted out our Peruvian listeners in a previous episode. Turns out those Peruvian listeners are dedicated. So thank you so much to all of you listening in Peru, particularly to Laura who set that train in motion. So maybe we can get you merch in Peru, guys, if you're keen on that as well. And our one listener in Poland, hopefully they're still listening. (laughs) Maybe we can get some merch to Poland.
0: We'll have to check on them. Not sure if they're still there.
1: Oh no, have they dropped off? Are we no longer popular in Poland? It's okay, Matthew. It's okay. We can cope. We can cope.
0: Maybe we can organise a holiday to Poland and discuss that. It's like a mini-series.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And we can just maybe um, do Vox Pops on the corner of the street. Have you listened to From My Home to Yours? No. Why? Yeah, because why I don't. Not? <laughs> why not? Why haven't
0: must. you listened to the podcast yet? <laughs>
1: you must. You literally have no choice. Let's go. So we did mention in our previous episode where we could maybe do some <laughs> some episode recordings from out and about, potentially that we could record some ambient sounds of shopping centers and grocery shopping, et cetera, et cetera.
0: It was more of an offer to see what people would actually want to listen to or maybe regret yeah. starting to listen to as soon as they get some. <laughs> but what suggestions did we hear?
1: We got some we got two uh, two people got in contact with, with us for suggestions. Maria, our dear friend, contacted us and straight away said no, no to pennies, absolutely not. Forget about pennies, bad idea. But she did say that we could maybe do one from Guinness Storehouse in Dublin, which could be an interesting, um, an interesting little field trip that we could make with the podcast mm. equipment. Um, and from an Irish pub, so that could yeah. be quite fun. That we could get recording set up in an Irish pub, get the ambient sound, and maybe. I don't know, speak to a few characters and inverted commas from whatever pub we're in.
0: Yeah, we'll find a a booth nestled in the back somewhere. And so we're not getting too much of the noise, but enough of the glass clinking
1: that
0: people feel the ambience.
1: Keeps it real.
0: Mm. And you also got a suggestion from somebody in your life. Yeah, my uncle got in touch suggesting that perhaps while you're learning to drive, that the audio from that session might be of interest.
1: I think it could be, it could be, Interesting, certainly. uh It could be there could be a lot of bleeping, a hell of a lot of bleeping out. Forget Maybe. about like the candle.
0: <laughs> it also means you're swearing in front of someone who should be teaching you to the drive as well. Although Listen,
1: I'm a teacher and people have sworn in front of me, it's fine.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: it's par for the course. <laughs> well, it depends yeah. on who's teaching me. If it's you, Matthew, then I will definitely be swearing.
0: <laughs> well, I think it said specifically the driving lessons. So, oh,
1: well, if it's a driving instructor, no, I won't be mean to them.
0: There you go. It could be an instructional series. Yeah, like Love Island, but no game. Absolutely. Not about connecting with people.
1: Nobody taking somebody else for a side and saying, listen, just want to know how you're feeling. Just, uh, just want to have a chat. Where are you at? I'm happy, but could I be happier is the question.
0: You don't have to recouple with a new instructor at the end of every week.
1: <laughs> every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks be to God, I don't need to put on any fake tan to go anywhere because I wouldn't. Regardless, if I was on Love Island, I would be completely as I am, as Billy Connolly says, pale and interesting. I am a beige person. (laughs) And that's what I will look like for my whole life (laughs) the end.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) You can't tell that we caught a little bit of Love Island while we were away as well.
1: And we did used to be addicted. That Well, I used to be addicted to that show and then we watched it together.
0: I think we watched two seasons together without being able to put it down. But
1: yeah. Haven't watched in a couple of years now because it did just get a bit, a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Bit of a shame, but it was quite funny to kind of zoom in on it and then zoom back out again and go, "Mm, yeah, we're missing nothing here. Absolutely nothing.
0: No. And as we hear people switch off the podcast for talking about Love Island, perhaps we should move on to the first (laughs) segment. Let's segue.
1: Let's segue through.
0: (laughs) Now, we didn't have a huge amount logistically to talk about this week, mostly because We've been ticking off a lot of things. And as mentioned, we went away for my birthday to relax and didn't have to think about all the things we need to get in place. Um, there's also not a lot of things upcoming yet. Things are starting to slow down for us a little bit. So we don't have to, haven't had the opportunity to think about or progress things like looking for a place to live and, you know, dealing with work and stuff like that. So this week, I just wanted to bring up the topic of having to wait for a while because we, We have felt a little bit out of time Mm -hmm. with how much we've managed to get done. And we've only been in Ireland for three weeks, maybe three weeks and a few days.
1: Yeah, three and a half now, yep.
0: And we've done so much already. You know, we didn't have to. We were kind of on a a break and a holiday, so we didn't necessarily need to make it all happen, but we did, Mm -hmm. which is great. But now we've had to slow down because we've been doing those things and we've in the lead up to uh, the time when you need to be housed mm-hmm. in order to attend your job, <laughs> yeah. me will have to wait and see what happens there. Mm. Uh, it's just felt like time has been both going quickly and then a little bit slowly. So just thinking about the patience that you sometimes need to make this stuff happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Occasionally, especially here where uh, a few people would note that finding a rental is sometimes a little bit hard, getting access to a car or buying a car yep. is hard. Sometimes those things take time, and so you can't just expect to put your boots down and be ready to go within a week and a half. It just, uh, yeah, it just takes a bit of time to get going.
1: Yeah, and we were meant to be going um, to where we're going to be living to look at some rentals today, but uh, we were contacted to say that it's not possible to view one of them until next week. So, which is fine. We changed that plan, and it meant that we didn't have to make an unnecessary trip. But again, it's that it's that readjustment and keeping the faith, keeping patient, and trying to, I suppose, keep the the heart momentum, um, mm. it, can, it can be a bit tricky. But how, how are you finding all of that, Matt? Because this is a very different process in a very different country and that you're experiencing really for the first time in this way.
0: Well, this is, I mean, the process of the things that we're doing now that we have to get done now, pretty much the same, I think. But it's not being able to get to, you can see the finish line, it's not being able to get there. That's the thing that, can kind of make one feel a little bit itchy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is, you know, I, I feel itchy when I can't do everything I need to do to finish off a task and knowing that it's something important for us to get locked in and set up for the next year. Mm. It's just, yeah, having to wait a little bit longer is sometimes, sometimes makes things a little bit difficult. Mm. There's always plenty more to do, but, you know, it's just the patience, got to be patient.
1: And what do you feel like you need patience particularly for right now? Like what, what aspect of this move do you feel is like really requiring your patient skills?
0: Well, it's just not being able to do the thing. Staring down a thing and knowing that we have to get it done. Like we can't, we, we were meant to be at the rentals this time. We didn't get to check them out today. We have to do it in a few days instead. There's nothing we can do in the interim to do something else yeah. to progress those things. We just have to wait for other people to be ready for us to do that thing yes and that's all it is really it's having to wait and being patient and not letting the desire to to push things along and not being able to to swirl down into something that's hard to deal with yeah when there's nothing you can do about it
1: yeah yeah and it's that i guess to a certain extent acceptance of okay well this is this is how things are today and then hmm. tomorrow or the next day or the day after that, hopefully things will move in a direction that makes it a bit, gathers momentum. Yeah. But you're having to particularly have quite a bit of patience at the moment, Matt, in regards to like job applications and the whole area of looking for work.
0: And look, it's, it's the nature of the kind of jobs that I do in the learning and development space. And in Ireland, particularly, everything senses around Dublin and without revealing too much, we're not going to be living in Dublin. (laughs) No, exactly. And anyone who knows why now would be nodding their head saying, yes, some people aren't earning enough to support the property that they'd be renting in Dublin right now Mm -hmm. and probably living on, you know, ramen noodles and apples just to try and get by. Yeah, That's an interesting part of the the weight as well, Mm. that for where we'll be, some of that patience is required for me to wait for the right job to come along as well. Yeah. Because not every type of job is available at any time to select from. And it's not a matter of being the most prospective applicant to the job. Mm-hmm. In my case, it's about waiting for the right job Yeah. and taking that opportunity when it comes. Yeah. So it's patience again.
1: True. And there's also a reason why we chose not to live in Dublin for our particular situation besides the fact that it is a pricey location but also we both wanted to live somewhere where neither of us have lived before and I did live in Dublin for 11 years before I went to Australia and absolutely adored it had the best time there but in making the move back we decided as a couple let's try someplace that neither of us really knows anyone and actually build a life and a community from scratch together because I've built a life in a community from scratch in three different locations in Australia before I met you. And then we built a life together. And so, but in a place where you knew a lot of people.
0: Mm.
1: So, and we did, we built a life together from scratch in England where neither of us had anyone. And we just figured this is a situation where it would be to our benefit to do that again. But it does mean that you're maybe not in the location where the majority of the types of jobs that you're looking for are found. And that does mm. make things a bit more complicated for you.
0: Yeah. But it's just the patience thing, just needing to wait and let things come upon us instead of hastening to the finish line and trying to get things done.
1: I also do think though, um, valuing and enjoying this time, it's easier said than done, mm. but valuing and enjoying this time is is so important because it's it's not the same scenario. But I remember 13 years ago when I landed in Australia and I started off in Western Australia. And for the first month, I decided to be a, a backpacking tourist and did the whole West Coast from Perth to Darwin and had an amazing time. Didn't spend money foolishly or anything, but enjoyed enjoyed that experience and then came back to Perth and spent two months in Perth without work thinking By the time I'm in Australia, like two months, I'll definitely have a job. And I was three months in Perth and did not have a job Mm. and was spending money on hostels and was spending money on food. And I remember my routine every day was very, um, was interesting because I had to try and find a way to spend a whole day without spending any money or as little money as possible. So I used to get up and I used to go to three different libraries in Perth to use one hour of free internet in those three different locations. So I'd get three hours of internet because this was Mm. in a time before people had smartphones, really. I didn't have a smartphone, so I couldn't just look up things on the internet on my phone. And uh, I used to go to all the bookshops in Perth and sit, try and sit for an hour or half an hour and read something for free. And because the weather was good, I used to get something really cheap for lunch. I remember I subsisted mostly on uh, rice crackers and hummus (laughs) and sit outside and eat rice crackers and hummus and read my book. I read a lot of books at this time. But I remember towards the end of the three months getting scared and getting getting a bit angry and frustrated and just generally feeling like, for God's sake, when am I going to get a job? And the difficulty with it was, was that I had lost my job in the recession. So I had moved countries because I didn't have a job and Mm. I was starting to feel like I was never, ever, ever going to work again. And every job that I applied for in Australia, they kept telling me I was overqualified, which, you know, obviously does wonders for your confidence when you're just like, I know I'm overqualified, please give me a job. Um, And I had $16 left in my bank account in Australia when I got my job in the mines and went to the mines. And I Mm. could not believe the relief of knowing that for two weeks I would be housed and fed for free and would get paid because Mm. with $16 to go, it was getting tight. I mean, I could have got money. I could have, you know, dipped into my money in Ireland. Um, A couple of people in Australia said, oh, get in contact with your family and get them to send you money. And I was like, no, I'm an adult. This is not their problem. Um, But I remember looking back at that time after I had lived through it and one of my cousins saying to me, you have to try your best to enjoy that time because you don't get it again. Once you get a job, you're on a steam train and you're off, but it's very hard to enjoy it when you are panicking about money. And so, Mm. you know, that's, it's understandable that you're, you know, you're sort of sitting here and thinking, well, I need to know that there will be money coming.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, lucky for me and The two of us money isn't a problem at the moment and having a place to stay isn't a problem you know all those things are in place so it seemed it's it's like it's worrying about something incredibly small Mm. in you know the big scheme of things but felt like talking about the 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 patience that you'd need to try and make things work could be beneficial to to bring up as a as a topic
1: absolutely but also the patience and also the confidence because it can be a knock to your confidence when you Mm. are used to working and you feel a lot of pride in your work and you you enjoy your work and then you're applying for jobs and you're like, Where where is the email to say yes, no or maybe? Like to just not receive any contact and to just be left kind of in a new country going, Well, am I meant to be here? Do you even want me here? Like I'm I'm not putting words in your mouth. These are the things I would imagine are going through your mind.
0: Yeah. Well again we've we've met done a really good job to etch out a place where we know where we're going to be and that there's no pressure in making things happen one way or the other, but those feelings do emerge occasionally and yeah, just wanting to get things going yeah that's that's probably the main thing that that I'm thinking about at the moment. yeah but look, taking that advice that your cousin said to you ages yeah. ago and just taking the time to enjoy things that's that's probably the thing that I feel that we're lucky to be able to do. Mm. But also, you know, being able to do it but not doing it is probably doing a disservice. So maybe mm. I do more fun stuff instead of thinking about work.
1: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> and also we've been trying to set up some some habits, I guess, to support positive mental well being and also, you know, trying to keep ourselves going, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy life, healthy outlook. So things like going to the gym, you know those kinds of things we've been trying to do mm. to to keep that ability to to be, I suppose, feeling as uplifted as possible despite maybe having those niggling doubts and worries in the back of your mind.
0: Yeah, but look, it, that's uh, us setting up for healthy habits down the the track as well, using the time effectively. That's that's the the thing that I see things mm. things that we want to make sure that we're doing when we we are where we need to be.
1: I also feel like going to the gym for me particularly, is pretty vital because I've been treating my body pretty much like a fairground ride for the past couple of months.
0: Well, you're not alone there. There's a reason that I haven't put a selfie up anywhere, at least, by you know, of my own volition. Oh,
1: but you look lovely.
0: <laughs> you look lovely too. Meh.
1: Meh. Meh. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that I'm sure anybody who's been through this, um, through this transition of moving from one country to another or making a radical life change you tend to be, I suppose, a little bit in survival mode for a while before you go and when you Mm. arrive. And one of the things certainly from my experience that kind of goes to the wayside is eating well, you know, as much as possible. It can be, you know, that's there, I'll eat that and oh yeah, what do I feel like? And so there can be a tendency to just go for what's kind of easiest or what's tastiest or what's most comforting. Mm. And I think once you're kind of trying to set up a bit of a routine, it's good to be able to change that element in order to feel to feel better in yourself so that you can, I suppose, maintain that equilibrium, I guess, as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Well, routine is good and it can't be routine until some of those things get ticked off the list. Yeah, true. So that's probably probably the thing that I'm waiting for.
1: Yeah. Having a routine again and being able to know what, what days will look like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: bit of that. Yeah, But, you know, anyone should anticipate things like that. And particularly if you've got a family, like getting those kinds of routines in place with kids and stuff would be really hard to do.
1: Mm. Well, we've said it to each other multiple times that moving as a couple, you know, as two adults is is definitely trying at times and challenging in many different ways. But hats off to anybody who's done this with a child or children or who's moved whilst pregnant because mm. all of that it's it's a huge extra pressure on on everyone and on every element of the yeah. of the actual transition as well,
0: yeah, thankful, but patient. I guess that's the resolution, yeah, <laughs> at the end of it.
1: I think that's a good way to think about it. Thankful but patient,
0: hmm. that's another bumper sticker as well.
1: <laughs> Drive it like you're thankful but patient. <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
0: There you go, Maddie. Don't make those until <laughs> until we're ready to sell them. Please.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. You're funny. You're funny. And <laughs> um, so one of the things that uh, I've been thinking about, I guess, um, when we've been having conversations about patients and, and how difficult sometimes it can be to I suppose to trust the road ahead, and that word "trust" coming back up again from earlier episodes. But um, one of the things that I have been considering is a conversation that I had with a few different people before I left um, Australia, and this idea that we don't know where our lives are necessarily going every single month, every single year, every single you know situation, because we're always changing, and our lives are always changing, and the world is always changing, and the people around us are always changing. And I think there's a lot to be said for that not knowing in a positive way, that sometimes that ability to realize that we can change our lives, either in small or large ways, uh, as our lives continue, is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's wonderful to think that there's the possibility of a new life should you want to create one. In Not for everybody. I do understand that there's a certain amount of, of privilege that comes with being able to do that. But, you know, like we changed our lives when we moved to England and then we changed them again when we moved back to Australia. And now we've changed them again by moving to Ireland. Mm. And... And that idea like change is constant. Like in our lives, obviously we change individually, we change as a pair, mm. faces change, hair changes, bodies change, personalities change, jobs change, yeah. places to live change, you know, everything. Everything is constantly changing. But that that can be um a momentum as well. It doesn't have to be a hindrance necessarily.
0: No. Well, look, we've again, just like we talked about before, the the luxury of us being able to change and make things work is part of the reason we made this move in the first place. Yeah. So taking joy in it is a really important part of making sure you get the most out of everything. And there's the whole digital nomad lifestyle, which is something I explored before moving over here, that there are people who are constantly displaced mm-hmm. as part of their, their mode of living because they can do that kind of work while travelling. Um, and it's specific types of work, and sometimes that work is actually the act of travelling yeah somehow for content creators and stuff like that but yeah being able to know that your life isn't in a single structure for 20 years is mm. probably something a little bit different than than what people used to think yes when they were travelling to a new part of the world or even just being where they are
1: and i think some people could maybe view view, view us and the the nature of our relationship saying like that we're restless or you know, that we're never fully happy anywhere and, you know, mm. we don't think a situation is good enough, so we move and that's, that's not the case. Yeah. But I do think there's a certain amount of choice that we have because we don't have children and we do have a certain uh, way of living and we do have the kind of jobs that we have that maybe means that we are transportable. And, mm. you know, life is short, but it's also long. And you want to make sure that you're living the life that you want to live as far as possible and getting as much out of it as possible. And, you know, there's a certain amount of of grind that's involved before you can set up something like this. But, you know, when you work hard towards it and you you just think the way I certainly thought about this situation is, well, you know, at the end of my life, what am I going to regret not doing? And one of the things I was going to regret not doing was not coming back to Ireland to live or at least to try it. and you know, yes, fear can stop you or, you know, a to-do list can stop you or what it doesn't make sense can stop you. But at the end of the day, who gives a damn? Like, does it make sense to you? Then yes, do it. And thanks be to God, I've got a husband who's on board with mm. that. And, you know, there there's there's a certain amount of, of bravery that you have to, you know, take the leap. But also there's a certain amount of feck it, you only live once that both of us are doing mm. to do this.
0: But also less prag medically, as you started with, it brings us joy to do these things yeah. together.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. It adds to the tapestry of our life. Yeah. And another thing that I was thinking about was after we got married and we got married here in Ireland and then we went back to Australia and was back at school. And one of my workmates said to me, was your wedding day the best day of your life? And I stopped and I went, no. And she looked at me like absolutely horrified. She couldn't believe that that was the answer that I had given and she was like, what do you mean? And I said, no, my wedding day was not the best day of my life. I'm hoping that there's lots of best days that are still out there that haven't happened yet. It was a great day, and um, but I've had amazing days since. And please God, there'll be more amazing days in the future. I don't want there to be one best day because you're not living. If there's only one best day, then everything that comes after it is sort of mediocre. That's not what life's about. It's not about one best day. It's about lots and lots of great days. And it's about lighting f-ing candles throughout your life. and." You know, doing doing as much as you can to bring joy to yourself and to those around you, and so not just one best day, lots mm. of best days,
0: plenty of joy, plenty of best days. And one of the the biggest things that I bring up every so often with you, but that you remember, is that you know, whenever we're together, that's usually what I think of as home. Yes, us being in the same place, you know, in connected and being with each other, that's home more so than anything else. Yeah, and. If home for you is the wedding day, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But for the mentality that we've got, thinking of our many displaced homes physically, as well as us progressively building better and better homes, in quotes, within ourselves and with each other, I think that's, that's a really cool thing.
1: Yeah. And it's also, if we consider each other our home, then this really is from my home to yours
0: from my home to yours is, isn't a 24-hour plane ride. Instead, it's reaching across the couch and just touching someone's knee or <laughs> hand or right. reaching for the bag of crisps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and me slapping your hand away going, no, they're my son for your crisps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. Home. home can be found within somebody else that you love.
0: And in 20 years, we're going to be going up from a, a single-bedroom bungalow to a, a full mansion. Absolutely. That we can take wherever we are.
1: Absolutely. We can fold it up, put it in our hearts and take it with us. hmm Love that. To celebrate your birthday this week, Matthew, we did a bit of a light the f***ing candle, but we also did something that we had done together once before, but you didn't get to feel the full advantage of it because you were feeling very well at the time.
0: No, it was actually just after our wedding that we elected to stay at this place and yeah, I was feeling pretty poorly yeah. after the wedding, which is fine because if anyone knows Irish weddings, then you know that they last for 26 hours or so. At least. So it a, requires a lot of stamina and endurance and uh, in the, the depths of winter yeah. requires a different kind of endurance. <laughs> but yeah, I just got unlucky that time. So this time we went back to the same place and, and we got to enjoy all of the, the health and wellness related treats that it had to offer
1: it was wonderful we had uh, received uh, a voucher for this place for christmas from my parents as our christmas present um together and i also received a voucher from a very dear friend for my birthday last year uh, so we combined those and we went and we really did have i think a really awesome time
0: mm was business class, but for birthdays.
1: (laughs) Business class, but for hotels. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so, so good. And I think it really did give us an opportunity to not just take a breath, but actually pause. Because we've done a few take Mm. a breaths since we've got here. But this was a proper, let's slow everything right down. And just, even just be able to have conversations with each other, which weren't about the move. And which weren't about the logistics of what needed to be done next. Instead, we were actually talking about each other and what are you listening to, and what are you reading, and how do you feel about this, and what do you want to watch on telly, and actually getting to talk about, I suppose, life things that don't involve everything to do with the transition that we're making right now, which was actually really good, and I would say quite healthy.
0: Definitely healthy, but I think it was less. What are you watching and and reading, and more. Would you like to spend another fifteen minutes in the amethyst? inspired steam room.
1: Would you like to get into the sauna or would you like to get out in your bathrobe and just laze around for a little while? Yeah. (laughs) It was. It was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it was good relaxation time.
1: And we had the opportunity to um, indulge in some culinary delights that can be found in Ireland. And Matthew very much enjoyed one aspect, which was...
0: Was the Guinness, which is few and far between. You'd expect it to be very easy to get, but... When you're someone who drives a lot and you're located in rural Ireland, it it becomes difficult to to find a time to sit down and have a pint. So it's been a little bit of time, but having nowhere else to go and not being able to drive anywhere meant that I could indulge in a couple of pints and it was brilliant.
1: Just as good as ever?
0: Yeah. Always better than the rest of the world.
1: Yes. Well, that's what everybody says. Yeah. And we also had some amazing food, really delicious, gorgeous. We had a high tea in the hotel, which was, we said, just as good as the one in the Windsor in Mm. Melbourne. And anybody who's ever done a Windsor high tea will know it's pretty bloody good.
0: Yeah. Well, they might've even one-upped it a little bit. They had a few extra things on the platter and it wasn't popular enough that we had other people occupying the same space. We kind of had the whole afternoon tea room to ourselves. It was was a
1: weekday afternoon as well, which really helped. So we got the opportunity to just literally have a whole high tea space to ourselves to celebrate Matthew's birthday, which was fabulous.
0: It was a brilliant time. Thank you for the lovely presents, both oh. you and the people that gifted them to us.
1: It was great. It was really good. And it was a really good opportunity to, because we knew coming, coming back to Ireland, it'd be a couple of weeks before your birthday. And it was like, yes, by this stage, we'll probably be ready for a break. And we were, so it was great. It was really good.
0: Yeah. And maybe, a. Uh, a life hack. Mm -hmm. If it comes to Christmas time and you know that you'll be moving, maybe ask family members for gifts that are not of substance. Yeah. Like experience.
1: Yeah. Experience gifts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Something that you don't have to think about storing or lugging away somewhere later on.
1: And just having the opportunity to take a break, particularly for those of you who are planning the move, uh, I know it's obviously quite difficult if you are moving with children to to find somebody to take care of your children. But if you can even just get one night away as a as a pair, if you are moving as a couple, or if you're moving on your own, organize a little mini break for yourself if it's at all possible within budget. Or again, ask you know if you've got a birthday or Christmas, ask if you can get a little contribution as a, a voucher towards a little break, because. It is hard work. Making the move is hard work and and it's it's wonderful and it's great, but it is it's there's a lot involved in it and it is good to just kind of give yourself that little mental break and physical break someplace else to just have the opportunity to to reconnect as a couple but also if you are, you know, on your own to just reconnect with yourself and have a chance to kind of take a breath and also to to give yourself a clap on the back and go, "You know what? That was that that was hard work and we did it." and we're flipping awesome and good on you because very few people know what's involved unless they've done it themselves. But yeah, well done. Anybody who's made that move lately, good on you. And anybody who's made that move ever, good on you too.
0: You're in the inner circle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of making the move, we have had a lovely message from Lucia who's from Crosscare Irish Diaspora Support Project. We got in contact with her about the podcast and she was very supportive of it as a potential resource for people moving. And um, we're hoping that maybe potentially we can connect with that group in future. And there's a new website that people can access, which we will put in the show notes, but it's called diasporasupport.ie. And so most of you would have heard of Crosscare if you are moving back to Ireland, but it is a place where you can find lists of resources and support networks for making the move, questions answered, finding information. Obviously, we reference Irish expats, the Facebook group, a lot, but CrossCare would be, I guess, a more official channel to go through. And they're very helpful. They run sessions online to answer all kinds of different questions or if you have, you know, if it's an Irish person moving back with a non-Irish partner or if it's families or if it's a person moving back on their own, they offer all kinds of supports for um, all the different permutations of people making the move. So thank you, Lucia, for being so kind uh, in your email. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll make a contact with you again soon.
0: Hmm. We might be in competition as well. Yes. (laughs)
1: Because
0: if they do a really good job, it'll make our podcast redundant. So I guess we have to to root for each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We want want you to succeed, Crosscare, and we want us to succeed as well.
0: Yeah. Let's collaborate. (laughs) Let's collaborate. Not not compete.
1: (laughs) Let's combine forces. Let's be a hive mind and not be two separate individuals. But this coming week, we're hopefully going to look into those rentals, Matt.
0: Yeah. We'll have a chance to look at some properties for where we intend to go and hopefully that'll be great. And we can just say, yep, take that one.
1: We're on board. And yeah, I, I sort of feel like the next couple of weeks, there will be a little bit more of that patience required, but hopefully things will start moving in the right direction in regards mm. to, to work for you. It's it's hard to, to keep the faith and it's particularly hard when you're new to the country. It's not an easy move. And then when you're looking for work and you know, you're just waiting to hear back, it, that's That can be hard. It can be hard on the confidence, but it can also be having you question why you're even here. So I'm sorry that that's something you're going through. No,
0: not at all. It's all part and parcel. I just need to be patient. But I'm also not averse to nepotism. So if any of you listening know anyone in IT training and learning development for organizations utilizing technology, then feel free to send them my way.
1: Absolutely. Nepotism is your best friend. And anybody who's got any podcasting related work as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because something I have kind of resolved to do, at least for the next few months, just while I'm waiting for that right job to come along, is to dive headlong into the podcast editing work, which is what I've done for the last few months, well, since January anyway, which is me editing podcasts for other people or consulting to get people's podcasts going. And there's been a few successful podcasts that have done incredibly well on that front, mentioned at the, the beginning of the show. An Equine Conversation was a podcast that I edited for Sarah, which was great. And there's a couple of other ones currently on the go as well. So if you have any anyone who's looking to start a podcast or you are, then feel free to get in touch with us at the email fmhtypodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at fmhtypodcast.
1: And obviously this podcast serves as a calling card to Matt's incredible skills as I said in the Instagram post this week, I just make the tea. I sit down, have a chat and then wash the cups and Matt does all the hard work that comes out of that.
0: Not at all. Yes, you do. Yes, the, you're a content creator. Oh, you're the, you're the, the star of the show. You're the, Not at all. You're the hostess with the mostess. You're the trapeze artist with a side gig as a As, as a, a time-travelling,
1: tassologist, trapeze artist, tea drinker. Yeah. <laughs> and on that happy note.
0: I've been Matt I've been Bernadine. And you've been listening to From My Home to Yours.
1: Slauncha, Light the f***ing candle. Keep the patience. Keep the faith. It's all going to happen.
0: And relax. Relax. Just relax. Love you. Bye.